Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Bengal Tiger Podcast. I'm Billy Embody. We've got a lot to get to today. Lots to recap from LSU's media availability with the coaching staff. And quite honestly, the biggest thing that you can kind of take away from that was more so on the level of organization that LSU has um, like uh, with its entire staff and how on the same page they are. Because quite honestly, and you know, you try to dig, you try to talk with sources and things like that. There wasn't much to share on the team side of things, you know. There, there was only a couple newsy pieces, which we'll get to as well, uh, from the meetings with the with the coaching staff and Brian Kelly. But I'll share some of my thoughts on you know LSU's staff and and kind of the impressions they made from that media availability, and also we'll look ahead as LSU basketball. Did get back on track after that loss to Kentucky. They beat up on Missouri in the PMAC uh, and now kind of head down that stretch run of the season, you know, looking to be uh, a team that is much more consistent than they have been uh, because, you know, the NCAA tournament is right, right around the corner. LSU has is, is kind of been in that six seed uh, line as of late um, and getting that win over Missouri certainly helped them. You know, the second half was big. And we'll kind of lead off there with, with LSU basketball. You know, I felt like uh, overall in the second half, that was kind of the the uh, thing that we'll wait to kind of stress for a while is, is building on consistency and making sure the team, you know, in the first half plays the way that it usually does in the second half. We saw that against Kentucky fall apart and, and LSU just got beat up uh, by Kentucky in the second half. Uh, they cut it to, you know, a couple point lead or so, but they weren't able to kind of get over that hump. The consistency LSU played with against Missouri was really uh, what you want to see. Certainly the biggest takeaway for me uh, from that game as LSU uh, got back on the right track against Missouri. You know, Xavier Pinson playing against his his uh, old team once again, you know, that that was kind of the you know thing that uh, everybody, you know, in a way wanted to talk about. Uh, with LSU getting uh, the momentum from that game and, and getting back on track. But, you know, Tari Eason had a really impressive night, 18 points. Sharif O'Neal uh, had a 9.7 rebounds in his 19 minutes of action, which really was important. Just again, he's kind of been spotty here or there in terms of his usage. But uh, with his dad in the audience, uh, in, in the crowd, LSU got a really good night out of Sharif O'Neal, which was important uh, overall. And, you know, I think that as they go into the final you know, couple games here, Arkansas and Alabama, those are two games that they could really help themselves down the stretch, really uh, kind of turn things uh, around in terms of where their seeding has been headed for the NCAA tournament. They go into a tough environment in Fayetteville. Um, we've seen Auburn fall on the road there. LSU is going to have to really circle the wagons uh, and pull things together uh, for that one. LSU did host uh, Julian Phillips, their five-star signee, uh, for a visit over the weekend, and he was on campus, so I thought that was notable as well. Uh, for LSU, now we turn to the football side of things, and you know, a few weeks left uh, before spring practice. It seems like it should be here already, but really it's not. Uh, what's coming up right now, huge recruiting weekend for LSU, uh, and, and we're going to have that covered on TheBengalTiger.com. Jump on board with a seven-day free trial. Check it out. The running list uh, is being updated daily. More guys are popping up uh, that are going to visit Baton Rouge, so be sure to check that out, and we'll have a lot of that covered. 
and I, I want to go to the staff and and what LSU has. Um, and, and I just think from top to bottom, everyone was really impressed. And of course, you know, they haven't coached the game. Nobody's gone through spring practice yet. There really wasn't much to take away as far as, you know, hey, uh, has anybody impressed you uh, in uh, spring workouts so far? None of that was really getting out there um, from the coaching staff. But I just think the one thing that Brian Kelly stressed, and he, he said this on Wednesday when he began to kind of introduce everyone, he said that they needed to get to know each other. You know, a lot of this staff really didn't know each other. They've crossed paths here or there, but they haven't been, you know, a staff that's been together for a long, long time. They, they needed to get to know each other before they were introduced to the media. So uh, I, I think he was cognizant of people wanting to hear from these coaches, hear from uh, them on what their plan is for LSU. But at the same time, you know, they had to knock things out and these coaches are still knocking things out. You know, some are still figuring out where they're going to live, getting their families down uh, to Baton Rouge and, and all of those things. So uh, they did get to meet with the media. All the coordinators uh, met at the podium after Brian Kelly introduced the staffs for offense and defense. And then uh, from there, it was breakout sessions with the assistants. And I, I think, you know, the biggest takeaways that I had were, were really on the recruiting front. You know, how do they evaluate players? I think there's a, a confidence among this group as far as how they recruit and how they uh, can can sell development uh, from their coaches and kind of what they're able to bring to the table in that respect, which I, I thought was impressive. Um, you know, on the quarterback front, everybody always wants to know on that. Joe Sloan shared with us that, you know, he wants guys that just as much as what they can do as far as being accurate, having arm strength, uh, being able to move around nowadays, uh, but that those intangibles, those that ability to communicate, and, and when things are going wrong, how do you respond? Uh, those are a lot of the things that he looks for in a quarterback. And um, you know, overall, I, I think you're starting to see the Brian Kelly imprint on the staff as far as how they discuss recruiting, how they uh, you know, think they should be evaluating players. You know, Brad Davis talked about uh, having that nasty, having that physicality but certainly having guys that you can take and mold into the into the players that you want them to be versus maybe some of these guys that might be too big, might be um, you know already tapped out on potential and, and already have that, they've already hit their ceiling coming out of high school. Uh, and then Jamar Kane, you know, wants guys that are, that are really passionate, really nasty. Um, certainly, can they get off? Are they quick twitch? Uh, those are some of the things they, that those guys shared uh, as far as how, how they evaluate players uh, for their respective positions. When you look down the list, and I want to start with Robert Steeples because we wrote the story. When he got to Baton Rouge, his, his sister uh, Felicia just passed away. And so he's been dealing with that throughout his first couple months here at LSU. And he shared with us that, you know, his the, the the coaches on staff were able to bond with them and and check up on them. And it wasn't just the coaches, it was the support staff, it was administration and just making sure that he's okay. He took some time away. He he went and, and was with his family during the, the month of January at times. Um, and so you, that's why you maybe might have not have noticed him as much on the recruiting trail, but he was recruiting virtually. Uh, and and was still able to give some to his job, but also recognized that he needed to be um, 
with his family during that time and something that's obviously very hard on him. And I think his big message to the defensive backs is, you know, there's this huge amount of opportunity. There's a ton of new faces. He's a new face. Demarius McGee and Ray Darius Jones are the two returning corners for LSU in 2022. There's playing time to be grabbed. And how they look at the opportunity and take it is the biggest thing for him. And the eagerness that he's seen out of them so far has really impressed him, which is what you want to hear. Because this is a group that, if you look at it right now, LSU has always done a really good job of taking a high-end talent and sending it to the NFL uh, and, and developing others. But at the corner position, your Derek T- Stingley's, you know, Eli Ricks is, you know, going to be, um, you know, a high draft pick, started at LSU. Christian Fulton, five-star. Um, there's been others in the past. This is a group right now that has a lot of upside, new faces, but guys that are by no means were really, really elite prospects as far as rankings or being household names for years on the recruiting front. Someone has to be able to continue that that history of great defensive backs coming out of LSU. And so I think the message from Robert Steeples is take this opportunity, embrace it, um, and 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 do your best. And and from what he shared with us, that's exactly what these guys have done. You know, Kerry Cooks, you could tell he's very experienced. Him working with Robert Steeples, I think, is going to be, you know, a good thing as well. Just with how much uh, experience he has, uh, not only with Brian Kelly, but, um, you know, you know, coaching up defensive backs and and bringing, the, uh, you know, a guy like Joe Fouché into the room uh, to help these younger safeties really develop and, and you know, come around. Uh, then you talk about adding Matt House, the defensive coordinator, who has a Super Bowl ring and certainly is one that, it is impressive in his own right. You heard him talk about how he's going to get into his scheme and how he's going to, you know, find ways to use LSU's players because right now he doesn't really know what he has. And they're watching spring workouts and they're trying to evaluate these players, see who has the twitch, see who can do this or do that. But right now it's still very much up in the air. And it's it's kind of funny. I this is because of the timing of everything with this media availability, you really get the sense that they're diving in and the coaches are just about to learn this defense as much as these players are. And they're going to go and and find out where guys can fit, who can do what, and that's going to determine what Matt House is going to do from a schematic standpoint in this 2022 season. And on the flip side of things, the same goes for, for Mike Denbrock, who quite frankly, just said, look, we're going to run LSU's offense. It's going to fit the players here. There's going to be this. There's going to be that that we've done in the past, whether it's Brian Kelly, whether it's you know him being at Cincinnati, Joe Sloan at Louisiana Tech. But these are all pieces that are going to come together as they evaluate the talent. You know, Mike Denbrock, the big thing that stood out from his media availability to me is his attitude and, and, and kind of passion that you can tell because this is an offense that needs to get swagger back. It needs to get physicality back. And right now, they don't have that. Mike Denbrock, Brian Kelly, you can tell they want to be physical. They want to run the football. You know, offensive line is a huge deal for Brian Kelly. Same with Brad Davis, of course, who really is taking this offseason as a reset for his group. He came in in the summer after James Craig was fired. They just really 
quite honestly took a while to kind of come around to him, I think. And he said kind of as much. And now they're going to, you know, have this offseason. They know what the expectations are. And for Brad Davis, you know, his group, they need to have a huge offseason. They need to get this physicality back into the LSU side of things. And, and that's kind of the big thing that, you know, Mike Denbrock, you know, uh, took I took away from him. I, I believe he was the one that said, you know, we want to be able to point across the line of script and say we're going to run it right there and there's nothing you can do about it and do it. That's a big thing um, for him. And, and certainly uh, LSU's offense has to get back to that. You know it's going to be a quarterback-driven offense still. Um, you know, just watching Notre Dame, watching Cincinnati, Desmond Ritter was elite for the Bearcats, and, and Notre Dame has turned out some some solid quarterbacks at times under Ryan Kelly. You want LSU to, to certainly have that aspect of the offense, but this team has to be more physical. It has to be more aggressive. And from talking with Brad Davis, that that was really, uh, or from, from what Brad Davis said, that was really the big thing that that stood out, um, you know, as far as what he needs to bring out uh, from his group uh, heading into the spring. So, <clears throat> you know, I just wanted to share some initial thoughts on the staff. I think there's still a lot that they have to learn about the the playbook, the scheme, what it's going to be, their players. And we're going to get more on that as the months unfold, of course, as they build this scheme, as they build this roster and figure out what they want to do, you know, from those schematic perspectives. And then we'll really have an idea of what they want to do. But other than that, it was a lot of positivity around, you know, joining joining up with Brian Kelly, obviously getting to do it in the SEC at the highest level. Um, you know, Frank Wilson talked about being back at LSU and bringing back former players like Leonard Fournette and Jeremy Hill, guys like that, um, already into his room. So you're kind of seeing some of that payoff. Um, and, you know, prioritizing Louisiana and recruiting is certainly there. That was something Brian Kelly reiterated at his press conference when he broke down, you know, hiring guys like Frank Wilson, Joe Sloan, Cortez Hankton to the staff. Um, those ties to Louisiana, Brad Davis, those are all things that you know, stand out on that front. And then lastly, I, I do want to say the analyst department that LSU has put together, I think really stands out to me. I mean, you've got plenty of experienced coaches in there, um, not even up and comers. Uh, there's a little bit of that, but I, I, I just think you look at that room and group and what they put together. I'm really impressed with that. And uh, it seems like every position coach is going to have a good one right behind them, you know, being able to help assist and, and put things together. So um, I'm just really impressed with the staff. Obviously, they haven't coached Cam. Everything's all hunky-dory with with that, but it, it is a really good first impression that they put forward. Um, and I'd be remiss if I didn't say, you know, uh, Brian Polian probably had the uh, one of the quotes of the, the couple days where, you know, he said, oh, you know, I tried to talk to Cade York, didn't work, um, which was pretty funny. But uh, overall, you know, he's he's uh, been getting tons of tips on where to eat in Baton Rouge and a lot of the staff kind of welcomed that as well. Um, but from a recruiting perspective, him and Frank Wilson are going to work together on that and, you know, come up with a plan that works for both sides of the ball and, and how they can uh, best utilize each other's relationships and certainly uh, build the recruiting class the best way they can. So a lot of good takeaways. We have a lot of, uh, of coverage to come from that, uh, the, that media availability with the LSU coaches. So be on the lookout for more. Uh, we've been breaking down the position groups, position by position in the 2023 class and where that's going to go. 
once the calendar or the page turns to another next week, uh, we'll start doing some spring preview content uh, sprinkled in as well. Um, but we do have some stories coming this week from that media availability with the coaches. So be on the lookout on that. Um, and just keep subscribing, keep sharing um, you know everything you like about our site with your friends and uh, keep following us because it's about to pick up once again with spring football on the way and the dead period set to end. So we'll be back to break down the junior day that is on Saturday. Lots of big names going to be in Baton Rouge. We'll do that later in the week with another edition of the Bengal Tiger podcast. So thank you so much for listening. Leave us a rating, leave us a review, and uh, subscribe wherever you check out your podcast. So thanks for listening. Hope everybody had a great weekend, and uh, we'll catch you next time.